And welcome, folks, to episode 156 of the Ministry of Dice podcast. We're a UK-based podcast talking about all things Dice Masters. I'm Chris, otherwise known online as True Mr. Six, and that fella over there... It's Andy, and I'm the Danny Baker to your Chris Evans. <laughs> yeah, see, that's, see when, you've got, when you've pre-recorded a bit before the other pre-recorded bit, you can do things like that. Yeah, you can. <laughs> Danny Baker to my Chris Evans. What a pair. Um, yeah, what a pair indeed. Although, did Danny Baker get in a bit of like BBC trouble? You know what I mean? Is he one of them? I don't know. You get lost. There's so many of them now. There's too much of it happening, isn't there? I can't keep up. Yeah. Although, if you, <laughs> let's if you move Google, on. If you I'll Google Danny Baker, you won't like it. Yeah. If you Google Danny Baker, the second um, the second Google search is are Chris Evans and Danny Baker still friends? So I don't know what's going on there. But there you Oof. go. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nice bit of like ninja googling. Well, what can I say? Skills, bro. But in any case, welcome, welcome, mm. welcome, everyone. We're back. Hello. Um, we're back. We've been away. We've we've had a bit of summer holiday, uh, but now we're into September, and hashtag real life has <laughs> descended upon us. Ugh. Um, normal broadcast scheduling has resumed. Yay! Yeah, yeah ugh, though it's horrible, isn't it? And it's hot and sticky, and there's nothing to look forward to till Christmas. <laughs> 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 yeah, absolutely. Traffic's got bad again everywhere. School runs, basketball practice runs, dance lesson runs, football practice runs, all that stuff's just like this week gone. Yeah. But hello, we're back. Oh, hate it. I know, right? The, the, tonight, I had to uh, go on an emergency after work drive to asda because uh my daughter's new school skirts were compliant with the uniform code oh oh right do you you know how hard it is to find school uniform two days after school starts i I can imagine (laughs) it's pretty difficult impossible (laughs) oh well did you succeed in your endeavor i did and adam mcdonald's so win win Win-win. All right, fair enough then. Yeah, good. But yeah, that's all the type of stuff that is uh, that's putting the downer on our uh, like closing off your lovely summer break. Um, but what that means is, when I, the next question I'm about to ask is probably <laughs> not going to generate a lot of content because Andy, tell me what have you been up to since the last recorded. <laughs> uh, well, nothing Dice Masters related. Uh, <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, but nice to have a little break, and I'm looking forward to getting some games in again, which is nice. Yeah. Um, I have been right. So Marvel Snap, oh yeah, last season I got up to eighty five. Ooh, well I done. Could not get past eighty five. Like I got there quite early as well. And I was like, do you know what? I could try and push. You know, in, infinite people will you know get there. Uh, but no, I just it was like a wall that I couldn't get past. Uh, but I've um started again. I think I'm in the. I just got to seventy three. You know, because you start. Once you go up a level, yeah, you get yeah. to the third one. So I've just managed to scrape into 70, which is not bad on the 7th of the month. So I'll try again. But it certainly there's a steep uh, increase in uh, uh, in opponent skill when you hit those 80s by the looks of it. Um, so I've been doing yeah, that. I feel you on that, man. Plugging away on the old Marvel snap. Uh, what else have been up to? I have... 
so I haven't painted for ages. You know, I've been painting my Game of Thrones models. Sure. Um, and uh, this desk here is quite like, messy with life stuff. But uh, it's only last night, actually. I cleared it all away, um, tidied up, and got some uh, some more models in front of me, painted them, oh, trying to ca- catch up on the uh, Secret Wars um, series um, from, on Disney+. Because I've got a couple left to watch there. So uh, oh, new computer yeah. with speakers makes it easier to watch that um whilst painting away so that was good um so yeah starting back on that although when i'd finished mate i was like dripping in sweat (laughs) 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 it's just like well uh so that was lovely um and then lots of playstation um uh, doing some playstation with uh javier and rob uh playing um mostly hunt showdown and sure. um, doing that there and being a cowboy yeah, in zombie like land. You like that one, don't you? You've been on that for a while now. Yeah, it's nice. It's it's um, you can be old and good, if that makes sense. So many of things like Apex and Call of Duty and uh, Fortnite is all about the reflexes. <laughs> Young man's uh, game. <laughs> yeah, and it's like I haven't got that anymore. Um, uh, whereas it's a little bit more kind of tactical and and. And um, yeah, less than much. So that's 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 cool. Yeah, we enjoy that. Um, oh, when I was away, uh, I took the the family to play pool. Um, you know, the the snooker pool, not like swimming pool. Billiards. Yes, that's it. Billiards. <laughs> and and realised that the last time it was a long time ago that I played pool, and I very much need to wear glasses. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost the... my glasses. Oh no, no, that's bad. Yeah, last time I remember having them was uh, when I was using my iPad on the flight back from a holiday. Uh-oh, spaghetti and, and then I didn't need them the day after because I didn't do any any reading or computer work or nothing. And then I went back to work and was like, where are my glasses? Can't find them. Now, Harrison swears blind that he saw them. Uh, Harrison's my son, folks. Swears blind that he saw them on the coffee table. But I was like, well, if you saw them on the coffee oh, yeah. table, why oh. are they not on the coffee table now? Where have they gone? What? Did I pick them up? Did I put them on? Then take them back off again somewhere? Or uh, is he blagging or you know fabricating it in his head? And I've left them on the plane. Are they still on your head? No, I checked the first place. <laughs> that would have been. A, you should have or, said yes. Or, or clipped into you know hanging off my collar. That's another yeah. problem one I do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I can't can't find them. That's sad. Sad story. Yes. Yeah. I've, um, it frustrates me because I don't lose things like that. Uh, them lot do the rest of my tribe do they're dreadful for losing <laughs> damn it <laughs> oh mate that's, that's they're dreadful age, for losing uh, stuff stuff um yeah yeah but um not me i keep all my stuff together so it's frustrated me no end i can imagine but our house but, is in such such disarray because oh it could uh, be could be anywhere yeah because as you well know and i think i may have mentioned to the listeners uh, i'm currently having some renovations done on the house and uh, that has created absolute chaos. True Mr. Six Man Cave is coming soon to Twitch. <laughs> it's on its way. It's on its way. Yeah, but then once it's done, I've got to decorate the thing and get get all the furniture and that. So don't, don't anticipate a little peek into the new man cave just yet, folks. It's coming, though. It's on its way, yeah. It will Patience be here. Is a virtue. 2024. 
probably in line with the next Dice Master set. <laughs> Don't say that. That fills me with dread about me building work. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a, a a man with with very long straight hair, your foreman, that comes around and takes a look and then wanders off? Yeah, he's he's in a Pokemon print vest. <laughs> Worry. Um, what was I saying? Paul, yeah, bent oh, down, yeah, sorry, <laughs> bent down with McHugh, as I did many a times in my teenage years. Uh, looked up, just a blur of green and red and oh, lodges. No. I was like, oh, I am old. <laughs> oh dear. What did you do then? Did you just go for it? <laughs> <laughs> now to do this thing where like I got it all lined up down, and then you had I had to raise myself up to, to kind of have a, like a, a more of a, a like a top view uh, to kind of work out what I was doing. It's um it's a bit complicated. Fun though. I've not played pool in like decades, <laughs> literal no, decades. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not much of a pool player either. Um, um, so it's, it's glasses or some kind of complicated mirroring mirror system <laughs> rigged up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a mirror on the ceiling, so I can look up. <laughs> it's not the first time I've had a mirror on the ceiling. So anyway, how about you? What gaming have you been doing over the last few weeks? You take any board games off to Spain? Uh, we yeah, well, just uh, some small box games. Um, so we took the beach edition of Double. A classic. What makes it the beach edition? It's it laminated beach. It's laminated, oh. so if it gets wet, the card doesn't go soggy. It's not wooden. It's not made. And out it's of got fine beach. And the pictures are beach holiday related. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, some Uno. A few oh. classic card games oh. as well. Did a bit of Rummy. Did a bit of uh, what's it called? Old lady or old maiden or whatever it's called. Did a few um, old ladies. Yeah, and uh, Batman Love Letter was over there with us, and Cockroach Poker, all, all classics that I've mentioned before. Um, so just in the evenings, you know, after dinner in the bar, a few games and stuff. Played the double by the poolside when I forced him out the pool to come and get a drink and put the hat on and top the sun cream up and all that stuff. Um, You're not in the pool? You're not a pool man? Yeah, I got in a little bit, yeah, yeah. We bought some water pistols, had a few water fights. Uh-huh. Those Got big foam rings. ones with the plunger. Yeah, yeah, exactly them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Quality. exactly them. Uh, bloody expensive, though. <laughs> I bet you're on holiday. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, so other than that, not a great deal. I played a bit of Marvel Snap myself. I, too, ended the last season in the late 80s. I crept all the way up to 89 at one point. And Very then... Good. Lost the cut. I got so close to 90 and I pushed too hard and then ended up going down to about 87, I think. So not too bad. Um, I've not played a great deal of this new season yet, though. Been a bit busy over the last couple of days. That new Loki looks quite janky. Yeah, yeah. I think I'll go in on the season pass because I fancy trying that out. But I've been playing a little bit of Hearthstone Battlegrounds again lately as well. It's been a a new season on Hearthstone and they've got some new cards and some new mechanics in Hearthstone Battlegrounds that have been proving interesting to me. Because it was getting a bit boring. You know, when you're drafting the same stuff all the time, it gets a bit boring. Yeah. Um, and I think I've mentioned before that I only play the drafting version of the game that's on the app. I don't play the constructed version. So doing dabbling a little bit of that. And I booted up, <laughs> funny you should mention it earlier, I booted up a little bit of Apex Legends the other day. Oh, did you? How'd you get on? Is it I completely different? 
And uh, no, not really. Well, yeah, it's the same but different. You pick up a gun, you're like, oh, hang on a minute, this doesn't shoot the same, or there's been, it feels different. That kind of stuff, it yeah. feels different. Uh, and obviously, the map, there's been loads of map changes. The update was huge. I had to sit through a massive update. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know why. I just got, you know, when you get a bit of a hankering for something. Yeah. Um, and I felt like shooting something. Um, so I gave it a little go, and I got absolutely obliterated. Just totally battered <laughs> i tilted i didn't stay on for very long i think it's oh. uh it's one of them that when your eyes not in if you're not playing with you know if you're not three stacking and you're right your eyes not in and you're with randos it just nah especially if you don't know like where are we running to that over there used to be nothing and now there's a building what's that <laughs> what's, <laughs> what's that all about you know what i mean what's this random new gun do <laughs> you know that kind of thing uh, so I had a little little dabble, but I didn't last for very long. And uh, that's about it. Yeah, not not a great deal else to report on the gaming front, really. It's been uh, it's been obviously quiet. We've with us been on all day. We've not done any fighting fantasy, have we lately? Or no, um, no. Although it is ready. Oh, spelling. You won't be listening, but I've got your uh, your book ready to post back to you. You never know. You might listen in about three years. But I do have a copy of Robot Commando. Hey, is that the one we're supposed to be doing next? Ready to rock. Yes, it is. The, the very rare, very resellable copy of Robot Commando that I've managed to get my hand <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Right. So it's Robot Commando next then. Good it's because it's, it's so rare. I'm guessing it's good. I mean, it must be good, right? If people are hankering after it. Although it's not oh. been reprinted. So is it that yeah. good? Who can tell? No. Yeah, you can't. The, uh, the price is not not often reflective of the quality so much it is about how many times it's been reprinted or not ah, well how many editions of it what's the cover the cover mate is a massive robot fighting a tyrannosaurus rex right and has it got the green spine and the it, it's like a light blue spine a light blue spine it is 1986 print Right, yeah, that's uh, that's pro- that will be the explanation for the the, uh, the the secondary market cost for sure. Uh, so nine ten, first published nineteen eighty six, nine ten. I don't know what that means. It's like the ninth or tenth printing. So know. have we done have we done Rebel Planet? Yeah, isn't that the one that we did with that spell scene like this? Yeah, so is it not Demons of the Deep next? Oh, it could be. I've got Ro- Robot Commander because we spoke about it. Yeah, so we 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 did Rebel Planet, and then we but we'd already done Trial of Champions. We sort of jumped ahead and then jumped yeah. back, and we've missed two: Demons of the Deep and Sword of the Samurai. Oh, that's cool. I've yeah, got, we could do that. I've got both of them, um, so maybe that's what it was. We were going to go Demons of the Deep, then Robot Commando, and then back to Sword of the Samurai. But anyway, Dice Masters fans don't want to listen to us plan out our fighting fantasy streams. <laughs> yeah, they do. They're the best thing in the world ever. Yeah, you should come and join us, folks. Keep an eye out on uh, on our social media for when I uh, advertise the next one. It's usually a Friday or a Saturday night towards the back end of the month. We do a couple of hours of live playthrough of a fighting fantasy book. Um, nice, classic 80s fantasy nostalgia type stuff. We'll have a couple of beers, make a laugh of it, you know what I mean? Uh, we often let chat make decisions on our behalf when it comes to how we proceed through the story. And we've got a fantasy set where you can roll dice for us as well. So. Yeah, we do. Yeah. All mod cons. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, you should come along to that. But that's, you know, we didn't do one last month because we were both on holiday. <laughs> no. 
So it's neither here nor there. <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah, I've got nothing else to report. Oh, I'll tell you what I will bring up. Um, so on the 16th of September, which when this goes live will be the Saturday approaching. If you're in the UK, don't forget about the uh, the English Open. Our man Matt Appleton uh, is running down at the Dice Tower in Basingstoke on Saturday the 16th, 11.30. Um, I've forgotten what format he's running, though. I think it's single affiliation off the top of my head. Ooh. I should check that, shouldn't I? You should. Uh can't where does he keep his information <laughs> where, do, where do you keep your information for it matt I've, I've obviously definitely seen it being posted around and about on um the old uh, facebook's indeed very exciting to get some live organized play face to face in the uk you could do with more yeah and, my man uh, mike was, matt has was provided i noticed uh mike had been bobbing around when i was catching up on a few bits of social media when I got back from holiday. I was like, "Oh, Mike's been talking about uh, doing a like a, a northerly version as well." The northern so, one, obviously the the drive. <laughs> you want something with a bit less of a commute? Yes. Ah, right, here we go. I found it. Dice Masters English Open on the Dice Masters Unlimited page. Da, 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 da. Oh, there seems to be a lot of stuff about the venue actually. <laughs> a really good menu for drinks for those not driving. They are real authentic Ooh. mead. Yeah. Ooh, it's what, is that what, gonna be is that good or bad? Lots of food to choose from, including pizza. Um and if you bring in any minors, they must be supervised. <laughs> what? Um, but what, I can't what? I can't find the Why I can't find you have the to supervise a minor. Oh, in order to find the format, I've got to register for something. All right, I'm pretty sure I got a feeling he said it was single affiliation, but uh Matt, if you want to follow this up somewhere <laughs> on some social media or something to uh, to clarify the format for me. Um, that'd be great. You know. Oh, they've got uh, arcade games and air hockey as well at the Dice Tower. Ooh. Yeah, he's got prizes all lined up and stuff as well. So oh, wow. if you're round, round there or thereabouts, get yourself involved in the English Open, the Southern English Open, uh, as, I, as I'm going to affectionately refer to it, see if uh, I can help Mike get something off the ground up this end. Uh, 11.30, 16th September, the Dice Tower in Basingstoke. Nice. Uh, so there you go. There's there's something directly dice for Ladder Masters related that we can't yeah. actually talk about twenty minutes into the podcast. <laughs> God, it's been a good good while since we've spoken about an event in the UK that's been organised, let alone one that's not been arranged by one of us. Well, uh June, UK Games Expo would have been the last time we talked about one in the UK. But that was some you know, organised by you. Well, that's that's also true. Yeah. yeah. So very exciting times. This Dice Masters, oh, it's going to explode. It's going to be massive. I've got a feeling. It's about to take off. That next set, I think, is going to be the one. It's going yeah. to be the one to take it to the next level. Yeah. Which reminds me, I need to let Charlie know about that. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Basingstoke's yeah. not too far from, you know, helicopter, as as the helicopter flies. Yes, yeah, you might be able to make it. So um, I'll, let, I'll let Charlie know for you, Matt. See if he brings some of the Palace staff along with him as well to get your numbers up. Good work. All right, okay, well, uh, with that all said and done, should we crack on with our featured segments this week? We, oui. what would be those featured segments, Christopher? Well, uh, uh, Andrew, we have the uh, the third and final installment of our S-tier rankings of all the Dice Master sets to complete today. Uh, and 
we need to make our final decision as to which are our goats. Um, so one each. So uh, we'll finish up. We're into uh, what we've affectionately referred to as the campaign box meta, although we are going to take it up to include the new draft pack uh, modern sets as well. So finish up the ranking. And then uh, we're going to revisit the um, the community vote that we've got running right now across social medias uh, and take a look at how the pairings uh, have been going in that little uh, vote competition that's been taking place. It's being managed by our man, Andy America. Yeah, our guest yeah. celebrity. Absolutely, yeah. And with all that said and done, that should give us a pretty full episode. So, yes. should we crack on with it, my man? Yes, yes, yes. All right, on to the first segment then. Yes, okay, welcome back, folks. Thank you for sticking around. And we have, once again, joining us, otherwise known as the third leg of the Ministry of Dice with us. Everyone, welcome Andy America, our North American com- correspondent. Welcome, Andy. Hey, thanks. I've, uh, I've warmed my way into the podcast yet again. <laughs> yeah, two on the bounce. Two on the <laughs> bounce, my friend. That's, uh, that, that's quite a feat. I don't think, have we ever had anyone do a guest spot twice in a row don't think so no i don't think so do i need to be worried unless you count tony (laughs) who (laughs) tony's been for a while there yeah (laughs) so uh yeah folks you'll remember that uh uh, andy england and i have both had some family vacation time which meant that uh, recording schedules were difficult to line up and uh, so we did a little mini-sode in the in-between time while I was working on my tan, and Andy was doing his little tour. Uh, so Andy May came and joined us to kick off the uh, the, the goat community goat championship. <laughs> so we uh, we threw a bracket out there uh, starting last week. We're now in round two, and uh, so that means there are sixteen sets vying to move on to the round of eight right now. Ooh, ooh. ooh. well, yeah. yeah, but because uh, you know regular Andy and I have uh, been away, we've not really been keeping up on what's been going on with the rankings and such like. But now now that normal real life has resumed, we'll be we'll be getting back in the thick of it. But we thought it might be prudent to get Andy America on to get us all caught up. All right. Yeah. Well let's do a little bit of a recap then on what's going okay, on great, in, yeah. in round two. And uh via who's in round two, I will tell you what happened in round one along the way. So right now okay. top pairing or I guess the first pairing, not really the top pairing. I think the top pairing is the bottom pairing here. So uh, first pairing is Marvel Infinity Gauntlet and DC Green Arrow and the Flash. Infinity Gauntlet uh, really has taken control of that 18 to 6. Infinity Gauntlet stomped Age of Ultron in the first round, uh, and Green Arrow and the Flash stomped Marvel Civil War in the first round. So I don't see any surprises in those two matchups. Um, I'm surprised that this one isn't a little closer, but maybe that's me and some Green Arrow Flash nostalgia because I really enjoyed drafting Green Arrow and the Flash. It's one of my favorite draft sets. So that's a travesty. Yeah, I mean, we 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 rated that quite highly in our you know our, our, our podcast version of um, our pursuit of the goat. Yeah. In, and I feel like this is going to play in as we go here. There's a bit of recency bias as well. Mm. So, so for anybody who's come along recently, who's maybe a little more active in the forums, I'm guessing they're going after Infinity Gauntlet. And Infinity, they both have some very good cards. Infinity Gauntlet does have the art 
uh, changeover. That was our first full art set. So I think that plays mm. into it as well. But yeah, I'm I'm a little surprised that some of us who have been around a little bit longer aren't throwing more boats behind Green Arrow Flash and making this a closer race. But at this point, I think we can call it for Infinity Gauntlet moving on to round three. Yeah, wow. we don't, it, it need a lot of effort to close the gap there, wouldn't it? It would, yep. Uh, considering the best turnout we had in round one was 25. So we know that at least 25 people came in and did the poll. Um, I know some people voted here or there, but not in other places. So, mm. you know, maybe we got as many as 28 or 29 people all together. We'll see. But yeah, that 12 volt margin is going to be too much to overcome from what I can see. Uh, it looks like it's curtains for Gatfa. Gatfa. Yep. Yeah, and we will. We'll also see some Marvel bias as we go along here, so foreshadowing a bit. Mm. Um, our next matchup, X-Men First Class versus DC Justice. X-Men First Class is absolutely blowing the doors off DC Justice. That one is a 21-3 to 3 right now. Oh, wow. Um, X-Men First Class defeated Uncanny X-Men in the first round, uh, once again very handily, and DC Justice beat Deadpool in the first round. So, yeah. Another one where Justice had some great stuff in it. I think there are just too many fond memories of all the, the fantastic combos in X-Men First Class. Yeah, that's less surprising, isn't it? Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I can, like, right now. Although DC Justice did have Clayface in it. It did, but well, X-Men First can't... Class had the Professor X sidekick maker and the, the Jubilee yeah. and the Boom Boom and boom, boom, yeah. the Mimic. I mean, the number of cards there that were on very good competitive teams, uh, it, it just outclasses Justice. Where do we put... Oh, we've not we've not voted on Justice yet. No, no. Um, well, as of time of recording, but uh, uh, by the time this episode Stay comes tuned. out, we, we will have voted for that, yeah. Um, but where did we... We put X-Men first class high up, didn't we? Yeah, it's a yeah. great colour. It's yeah. a great, yeah. It is good. Although Justice yeah. arguably has the best art of any set. Yeah, you, you've always been a big fan of the uh, the old Alex Ross. Uh, what did, what's it called? I said gauche, but it's not gauche. Gouache. Is that right? Um, yeah. Gauche. <laughs> Gouache. Gouache. Gash. Gauche. Gauche, no? Meh. No. I should know. but You should. I, You're I, the artiste. I know, right? But... Um... <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I like the, the the art is very good in the set. It's also really consistent. The way that they've done it throughout the whole set is is banging. Yep, and that's one of the few sets where it really feels consistent. You know, Civil War definitely had the same touch on all the cards that were used, um, but Justice is really lovely in mm. the the pictures that they chose, as well as uh, the way that they picked it to be a consistent a consistent artistic theme. Yeah, I agree. Uh, uh, to go on a momentary tangent on that front, I feel like Dark Phoenix Saga is quite consistent in style and tone, mm -hmm. and I feel like that helps the uh, you know, like the binder presence of the set. You know, as, you, as you're flicking through and appreciating your collection, you know what I mean. You made that up on the fly, the binder presence thing, didn't you? I did. Just, just I like it, boom. Yeah, just just came out of my mouth there and then. In my other life, in my action figure collecting life, we use the phrase shelf presence to talk about boxes. Shelf presence. Ooh. I get yeah. that. Yeah. That's the thing, though. Binder presence isn't 
No, I've just invented it. I just invented it. I just invented it there and then. But the, I'm just saying, I drew inspiration. I've not like fully invented it. The f- I've just I've drawn inspiration. Good I, work. I feel, anyway, thank next. you. I feel like I should be appreciated more for that. But anyway, next pairing. <laughs> right. Next pairing, uh, DC War of Light, which dominated Ooh. amazing no. in first. Oh, round. okay, fair enough. And Batman, which. Just got by Justice League in the first round. Uh, right now, War of Light is 13 to Batman's 10. So that one is still close enough that it could shift. War so, of Light? Yes. Ooh. And yeah, I, I, I feel Ooh, a little icky. bit like this is draft memories, maybe, of people putting together like that perfect Pink Lantern team or whatever it was really supposed to be. Um, you know, it, I... I don't know. It feels like nostalgia, maybe? Because I feel Batman was a superior set of cards. Batman barely got by Justice League as well. And Justice League was a good set, but it was the first... If I'm going to look back at the first five sets, Justice League is not the best of those either. So I'm a little surprised that it was that close. Maybe people really hate the Batman set. Maybe. I, I find that hard to believe, though, because I feel like it was a strong set. I really remember it has been a really strong set as well. Mm-hmm. So we yeah, argued well, when we were doing our when we were doing our uh, that section of our goat S tier rankings that we talked about Batman being one of that golden age period, yeah, like a beginning. It's a yeah, beginning of that golden the golden age of Dice Masters trademark. Ministry of Dice 2023. But it came after a huge drought as well. You know, it was a while between Deadpool and Batman. That was kind of our first product drought. And uh, I, I thought they came in strong with Batman. It might have been your first product drought. It was... <laughs> Fair enough. Yep. <laughs> Moving on swiftly. <laughs> All right. Uh, the next pairing right now, D and D Tomb of Annihilation has a sixteen to six lead over Warhammer. So Tomb of Annihilation beat the Marvel team packs, uh, the, which were all lumped together: Doctor Strange, the Defenders, the Iron Man War Machine starter, um, and Spider Man Maximum Carnage. And then Warhammer set just got by Mighty Thor in the first round. So looks really? like Warhammer ends its run. What? Yeah. Mighty Thor set with yep. the energy fixes. I had, a, and Troy mentioned this on Discord as well. We drafted the Warhammer set at our last Extra Life charity event. Um, I got my hands on a ton of Warhammer stuff and made draft packs of it. And it is amazing how good a draft set it is. And kind really? of unfortunate that it never got that opportunity to be one. Um, the number of sort of low-cost ping damage uh, options in there is really high. You know, the first appearance of range shows up. Range, there's a, yeah. there's a lot of good qualities to it. And it's pretty easy to put together a cohesive team from what we got. So mm. it's it's worth shuffling it up and throwing it out there as a draft set if you have the opportunity at your friendly yeah. local game store. Okay. But so, over the mighty Thor, though? Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I thought it was under purchased, so I didn't think it would show up that high. And uh, 
but I'm I'm not disappointed, I guess. Either of those two sets I feel like could have moved on and I'd be just fine with it. Yeah, although it's looking pretty confident it doesn't is neither here nor there at this point because Tomb of Annihilation is gonna, you know, annihilate it. Yes. Well done. <laughs> I'm on yeah, fire tonight, me. Oh yeah. And now that you're on fire, the next matchup, Guardians of the Galaxy, 13 votes to Kryptonite Crisis's 11 votes. So another close one. Yeah. What? No, that's just madness. Who's voting in these things? Well, I don't Uh, know. It's all anonymous. I'm not saying Kryptonite Crisis isn't a good set, but it's not a Guardians of the Galaxy set. Yeah, Age of Guardians of the Galaxy, though. Can't imagine there's many newer players out there. They're not going to no, maybe true. have the cards and therefore enjoy the new Kryptonite Crisis. That was yeah. also the more the run of limiting how much product was available to you know, Guardians. Is not easy to get your hands on X Men First Class. Not easy to get your hands on if you're a newer player. So people can get Kryptonite Crisis right now because it's brand new, but. Those yeah. couple of sets that came out um, directly following Batman. Uh, Tomb of Annihilation is somewhat limited in stock as well. So those three sets weren't all that easy to find. Oh, it's, yeah. It saddens me to think that there's people out there who haven't done a collector nobby combo. <laughs> it, it upsets me to think that that's the case. Or haven't just once done a cosmic cube is legal night <laughs> down <laughs> at the local gaming store do you know what i mean cosmic cube and cyclops oh jesus yeah the things you could do with that cosmic cube was just uh, i mean it was broken there's, there's no two ways about it but yeah i got mine the day before they announced it was banned <laughs> yes i remember <laughs> true story <laughs> uh, yeah that blows <laughs> <actually>. <laughs> That was the first year that Alex and I were going to try to play in Nationals, and so I was buying a second Cosmic Cube so that we could each have one on our teams. And uh, I bought the second one, and then it was about a week later that the ban was announced. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. I've got two now. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone's interested, I've got a couple. <laughs> yeah, they became easier. anyone want this one? Good press. Um, so we should cover... In the first round, what happened there, too? Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy beat Farron under siege. That was a 15 to 9. Fairly close. Uh, okay, yeah. Farron's a good set. I'm surprised that one wasn't, you know, a real nail biter there, but it was, you know, 60 40, right? Or about that. Yeah, not so bad. Not bad. bad. Uh, and DC Kryptonite Crisis beat the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles combined set. <gasps> Travesty! Travesty! In complete stomping fashion, twenty-two to three. So controversial. Jordo and two other people voted turtles. Probably you two. <laughs> Wasn't me. I, mate. Well, I didn't. I didn't vote. I was on a sun lounger. <laughs> getting burnt. Yeah, I didn't get burnt, but I tell you what, I did get eaten. Mosquitoes. I'm the true Mister Six. Is apparently very tasty to foreign insects. <laughs> That's, that's a that's a fact. That's a true story, all over me. And they were unpleasant mosquito bites as well. Not just the simple like annoying red bump that's a bit itchy. No, no, no. Full on like massive swellings, blisters, all the gross stuff. Nice. And then that mosquito like landed on a tree, got covered in sap. 
25 million years later, they're going to regrow you. Regrow me, yeah. <laughs> an, ang- an angry true Mr. Six. Yeah. Put me in a giant cage and feed me goats on the end of chains. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> I know. They must have seen what I did to that goat in my garden. <laughs> Don't want to know about that. Once again, uh, well, I feel like we should just put move it on. The, the, uh, <laughs> well, the... the 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 satanic blessing that I was hoping it was going to achieve, that was going to bring me fame and fortune, didn't happen. Or did it? <laughs> or did it? <laughs> That's right, folks. I am actually Chris Evans. Captain America or yeah. Ginger Specs? <laughs> <laughs> well, the vast majority of our audience will have no idea who the other Chris Evans is. Yeah, I feel like I should Google it, but you guys would hear me tapping on the recording. We'll leave that to your homework, folks. All right, legendary, legendary British broadcaster. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, you were going to say, uh, Andy America? Yeah, I think we should probably move on to the next matchup before we get too far into your goat thing. The next one, X-Men Forever. So, and to keep in mind, the those collector box sets do include the team packs that came with them. Sure. Uh, is currently beating DC World's Finest 15 to 10. So... X-Men Forever got here by pulling what I feel is an upset over Yu-Gi-Oh! And World's Finest dominated the DC team packs, which is pretty much, it's just Superman and Wonder Woman and Harley Quinn. Yeah, those are tough. That's tough pairings, actually, those that round one pairings. These were, yeah, these were, because there's so much good stuff in Superman, Wonder Woman, and Harley Quinn, but I guess it's just not enough to compete with a full set um, for World's Finest. But... X-Men Forever and Yu-Gi-Oh, I, it does feel a little bit like there's some recency bias playing into that one as well to me. I, there were so many fantastic cards in the Yu-Gi-Oh set that I'm a little surprised that it, that it went there that was, way. But for every good card, there was a shocker in Yu-Gi-Oh. So. <laughs> yeah. But a lot of the archetypes came out of Yu-Gi-Oh too. So Injection it's uh, fairly Injection Fairy Lily, the great one, the one where you could take the two damage and add attack to her. So yeah, I never got to of... the abilities. I just got stuck on the on the nurse, terrible artwork. Yes. Nurse riding the <laughs> syringe. <laughs> it's a weird scene in the show too. Yeah. <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> yep. I think um I think you're right, there's recency bias there, but also uh, Danny Moonstars, incredibly popular. Hope Summers, incredibly popular. True. Uh, you know, they're, they're two I can think of straight away from that little batch there. Yeah, um, yeah. A, a lot of people have played around with the likes of... Um, uh, Gordon Bennett. Uh, it, it was my European... Oh, my Euros team. Iceman! <laughs> oh, yeah. The Iceman. The Rachel Summers was a big thing for a little while, too. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, there was some so, good stuff. It just, yeah. uh, I guess, I'm uh, I'm pining for the glory of the the early years. I guess maybe a little too of, much of, of bad animated screen captures for your card art. <laughs> Terrible art, but some great stuff. Yeah, some well, really that, good abilities. Know, we don't know what people are factoring into their decision. Of course, we were assuming that game text is the is the front running contributing factor, but. Maybe Yu-Gi-Oh got smashed because folks just do not like the artwork or have a passionate dislike for numbered dice. Those numbered dice were terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That does make it harder. Mm. Yeah. yeah. All right. Cool. So next pairing, then, please. Andy. Next pairing. 
Battle for Farron and Dark Phoenix Saga. And Dark Phoenix Saga, I can this one is not too close to call. It is twenty to four in favor of Dark Phoenix. So Dark Phoenix got here by pounding um, D and D, Trouble in Waterdeep, etc. And Battle for Farron over the WWE set thirteen to ten in round one. Really? Yep. Yeah. Huh. It's an oldie. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting that. Sorry, yeah, I was I processing. That, I think that goes back to a lot of folks may not have gotten the WWE set because there's some fun stuff in there too, but it's few and far between. Becky Lynch. <laughs> yeah, Battle for Farron is still pretty widely available. I do see that one pop on eBay quite a bit, where people are selling their collection of you know D and D cards and dice. Yeah, so that what well, it begs an interesting question that occurs to me uh, that, that we probably can't answer here and now, but regardless of availability or not you know whether a set is hanging around in stores or like you say available on ebay it is whether newer players are bothering to dive back and if they are how deep are they diving back are they just you know getting their hands on whatever they get their hands on or are they just saying you know no i'll just stick to these more recent sets you know if 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 someone said to me uh oh i want to get into this do i need to go rooting back into the history of the game uh, i may be inclined to give them advice and say well modern's only four sets you can definitely get a game online in in modern just pick up the new stuff so i'll throw that one out to the listeners i'm curious to know if you're a, a recent player drop me a line because I'd, I'd be interested to know how far back you've chosen to dig into the game you know yeah and the like you said modern is pretty easy to pick up since it's the limited number of sets and there are so many reprints in modern uh, yeah printing some of the old cards that really did a lot of damage so you can get a lot of the archetypal cards as well including a lot of the Yu-Gi-Oh cards that were archetypes which is true <laughs> yeah oh in fact yeah. marvel dark phoenix which has scored extremely highly against D battle for Farun, it contains reprints of those reprints you're referring to from Yu-Gi-Oh. oh yeah yep yeah blue eyes white dragon is the dark phoenix now um Doom the Caliber Knight now. In there. Yeah, the Doom yeah. Caliber Knight Global came back. The Lalandra is Jinzo. Yeah. So. so that's kind of curious as well. It surprises me they've never reprinted the Millennium Puzzle uh, ability again because that one's so much fun. You just remove something. It just sits there until you're ready to remove it. So I think it could be really useful. Sorry, I just, I just went right back into the Yu-Gi-Oh hole here. We can... Uh, <laughs> yeah, what is it with you and Yu-Gi-Oh? He likes it, doesn't he? He does. Yeah, just is this uh, is this an update or is this uh, Andy America's campaign to bring back Yu-Gi-Oh set two? <laughs> Maybe we should have a losers bracket so that Yu-Gi-Oh can come back and take the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Jeez, I didn't I didn't realize it was going to be a Yu-Gi-Oh loving. Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh is a fun set. I'm. Uh... I'm saddened that people don't give it more of a chance because the artwork sucks. I'm, I'm, I'm getting that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Reading you loud and clear. <laughs> and the superheroes were crap. So there was that as well. Yeah, yeah. I think the only one I can recall ever using was, um, uh, what's the Thousand Island dressing one? What's that one? Yep, the Thousand Dragon. Uh, Thousand Dragon, yeah. Thousand Dragon, I've brought this up before, but that's uh, that's Fabricate that the Thousand Dragon had. Mm-hmm. Which came to great yeah. popularity with uh, with Fair and Under Siege, but wasn't it only just this, that specific weird little affiliation? Yes, you had to have specifically a Time Wizard and a Baby Dragon. 
Yeah, that's right. Because I only ever used it for the global. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the global was great too. Um, okay, well, moving on from right. Yu-Gi-Oh again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've, we've got just one one pairing left, I think, now. Is that one right? pairing I, left, yeah. Helps. And this yeah. one is probably the most fun. So when I randomized these, I really didn't, uh, really didn't notice this. But round two, Secret Wars versus AVX. So this one oh. is the most fun. And right now, I'm looking at the poll. It is... Uh, ABX the 13. The exactly. How much fun is that? And Secret Wars 12. So this is also the closest Ooh. one we've got. It is one vote oh. deciding it right now. Uh, one your neck in people. Neither one of these had. A, <laughs> neither one of these had a real tough time in the first round. Secret Wars 23 to two over Marvel Avengers Infinity. Uh, in AVX, I gave the buy. So that just felt like as the grandfather, it should move on free of charge from round one but yeah this one our closest match and honestly this feels like whichever one of these wins may move on to the final but who knows we'll have to see it will come up yeah. against our phoenix in the next round Ooh. well but mm -hmm. when's mm -hmm. the how long till the voting on this round closes because when this episode goes live round three will be active, round three will yeah round three will be in action we've got about two and a half days left right now and it is do we reveal what day it is it's oh, thursday, yeah, the, thursday yeah. the seventh so yeah so get out there and vote and you've still got time how can they but, vote if they want to aha uh i've shared the link on discord I also shared the link on Facebook and Dice Masters Unlimited and a handful of the local groups that I have access to. Um, I dropped it on the, the uh, Ministry of Dice page as well. And yep. I've been trying to follow up with anybody who comments on it just to try and keep the ball rolling and keep the, keep the post moving up to the top. Uh, I should mention on the Discord, it is, uh, you'll find it under general. And then there's a sub thread. Is that what they're called? I think polls. so. Sounds right. Yeah. All right. Find the polls and you will swipe find left, swipe right to go vote. Yeah. I'll also make sure it's in the uh, the show notes description. So if you head on over to BritRollerSits.com and find where this episode was posted, it will be in there as well. Even better. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see how many votes we can get in this round. And again, we've got a couple of tight ones and the next round only, only will get better. Mm. Yeah. So uh, no, like mass massive well well i think there is a couple of upsets or not mm -hmm. upsets but just surprises other than Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> uh yeah i mean Yu-Gi-Oh is obviously clearly very surprising <laughs> turtles feral under siege battle for Feron, green yeah. arrow and the flash yeah yeah it's, it's definitely quality that recency, that recency bias vibe about it hasn't it yeah the next round should be fun though there's uh you know can x-men first class take on infinity gauntlet if that recency bias is truly going to hold. Um, yes. It, War of Light and Batman uh, still up in the air. Get out there and vote in that one. We have War of Light out of all the old sets to be doing well. War of Flipping Light. Why is that? Tell us, <laughs> listeners and voters. You know, that one might be, that one actually might have something to do with availability too. Because from what I can tell, that's the set that was produced in the highest quantity. Yeah, I'm Mate, sure I can go down to the park and I can pick up loads of dog sh but I ain't going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> you going to go down to the park and pick up what? Loads of dog poop. <laughs> you swore on our last episode at the end and you didn't beep it out. Did I? Yep. Did I? Yep. I, well, I apologise, listeners. I'm usually very 
Um, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Family oriented. Yeah, I'm usually very uh, fastidious. Astute. Yeah. Astute. When it comes to removing the uh, the, the naughtier words, I I hold my hands up. I apologise, everybody, for that. I did miss. I've missed one previously, actually. In all the years that I've done it, I've done it. I've missed it once before, and it was in an outtake cut. I've missed oh. it in the outtake cut. So it was at the with... end. It could have been in the outtake, or it could have been in like the outro. Can't remember now. Well, I was I was concentrating on the fact that how it didn't sound as good because I wasn't in it. <laughs> you're allowed to have a holiday dude you know what i mean <laughs> anyway um yeah we'll, we'll discuss that one off fair but uh thank you andy america for coming along and giving us the update look forward to see how round three you know, unravels yeah uh, so by the time this episode goes live, then, folks, keep a lookout around and about on the socials for the link to place your votes for round three and see uh, how much round two has changed or not changed since yeah. this discussion we're having on the Thursday before. Uh, and help us in our endeavours to drive towards not only the Ministry of Dice's S-tier GOAT, but also a community GOAT um, through this process. So, um, yeah, let's see what comes out the other end. Yeah, hundred percent. Exciting stuff. Okay. Yeah. All right. Brilliant. Well, thanks, Andy. We'll uh, wrap that one up there, and we'll move on to the next segment. Great. Thanks, guys. All right, then, folks. So, if you've listened to our last couple of episodes, you'll be aware of what's going on. If you haven't, then we'll bring you up to speed. Andy and I have decided to undertake an enormous task that we've been meaning to do for ages, which is to rank all of the Dice Bastards sets as per basically our opinions. Um, with a view to discovering each of our goats, the greatest of all times. Uh, Andy's taking the lead on this one, so I'm going to hand you over to him to get us started. Uh, take us through the next sets. Thank you very much. Yeah, we've done all right so far. We've made our way through some greats like AVX and Green Arrow and the Flash and Age of Ultron. Uh, we've gone through the ages, and we have finally got to the <laughs> campaign boxes um, Green Arrow and the Flash and Age of Ultron were in our good row. I was just picking some ones out at random. Oh, okay. Well, you, you described, you said some greats. So I thought you were specifically referencing the great ranking. Oh, okay. Well, you could argue that every set is great in our eyes because we are Dice Masters fans. <laughs> True story. <laughs> Thank you very much. Anyway, um, please do carry on. Where was I? I was, I was in my flow. I was proper RJ Retro in it. Um, yes, we've got to the campaign boxes, uh, which would bring us to, what would that be? That's like 2018, 2019-ish. Ish, yeah. Uh, and, uh, and it was all change. Uh, and the, uh, well, we they kind of got rid of the, um, the little booster packs and gone to draft packs for Thor and Tomb of Annihilation. Uh, and uh, they went, actually, we'll bin off this draft idea. Let's go to campaign boxes. Me and Chris went, woohoo. The rest of the community went, ah, see you later. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. So let's, let's kick it off with Avengers Infinity. And that's with the two team packs, uh, Cree Invasion and Justice, like lightning. Mm, true. All right. Mm. 
Uh, I'm going to jump straight in with an instinctual vote for good. Ooh. I'm not going to agree with you. Ooh. Unless okay. you can sway me otherwise, I'm going somewhere between Bang Angerfridge and Paul. <gasps> wow. I think that's the first time we've differed so extremely, other than the turtle set, in which you are patently wrong. Um, uh, okay. Um well, why have I gone good then? So let me think. I've used uh, the Atlas with the Global okay, quite a fair. bit. That is a good card. Um, that is a good card. Um, there was the um, uh, Black Widow that was the big part of the Fish Slap move that gave everything plus one attack. Okay, yeah, yeah. So what, you filled it and then everything gets plus one and you can field another one because they're so cheap. Yeah. Yep. Uh, then the Avengers ID cards. There was one of those that we all used quite a bit. I can't remember which one it was now and why. I think my disappointment for the set came with that I am a big Avengers fan, uh, and um, I was looking forward to some like proper, maybe like some heavy hitting cards, some like some juicy Iron Men and Captain Americas and Hulks, uh, and it just seemed to fall a little bit mm. meh. Pre-Captain Global. I've got a feeling we had a bit of a wait for it as well. Pre-Soldier Swarm. Mm. I mean, all decent, but nothing... You used that meteorite loads as well, didn't you, from that set? Yeah, I think that's because that we went on um, uh, Matey's YouTube channel and talked about Justice Like Lightning. Oh, did we? Yeah. Okay. Thing involved. Yeah. Uh, there was Techno with his global that was used with Iceman a lot. Uh, a couple of beastly Thanoses. I know you definitely played one of them Thanoses. Yeah. Me. There was some decent single affiliation stuff. Uh, I want to say villain teams and oh, Guardians of the Galaxy had that Rocket Raccoon that got bigger when he attacked with other Guardians. In fact, there was a few Guardians in here, weren't there? There was mm. that Mantis that you could use to ramp. Not very well though. Well. No, sure. But in single affiliation, take all you can get. Yeah, fair. So, I mean, maybe bang average? There's nothing yeah. there that's really going, woohoo. All right, yeah, I suppose so. It's in. It's done. <laughs> it's written in ink. <laughs> <laughs> right, right next, what's next? next is a standalone team pack. That was released oh. not as part of a campaign set. I think it was the leftovers of a previous idea that they shoehorned into a team pack. Um, and that oh, is the Harley, Harley Quinn. Quinn team pack. Yeah. Mm. Throne brick, throne brick, throne brick. Oh, yes. You're right. Yeah, throne brick. And what was that? Po- was that Poison Ivy I liked in this set? Um, yeah. The three, um, all three of them were bloody good, I think, from memory. You used all of them repeatedly. Yes. Yeah, you're right. Uh, but Poison Ivy Red in particular was the one I liked, um, which is the one that uh, gets deadly but doesn't take any damage from non villains. Yeah. So she was yeah. quite nice for like a, an overcross blocker. Although she kind of came into her own later. <laughs> although, although in the world of playing Andy England, as often as I do, having an overcross blocker is always a handy card yeah. to have on your team if you wanted to free yeah. up the the basic action slot from um uh 
blink or whatever the equivalent is um then yeah yeah so yeah she was quite good and i want to say that there was a batman or a couple of batmans that were in this were they in this set were they in justice what was the one um the one you used to play that got bigger with sidekicks oh i've got a feeling that's that's in um justice justice let's have have a look on the team builder yeah, there's no Batman. No, 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 it was, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Batman there plays is. too rough. Batman gets plus one attack and plus one defense for each sidekick character die in the field zone, both players. If your opponent has an active villain character die, Batman gains overcrush. Yeah, that's, that's, that yeah that's really good. As well as the other one, when Batman is active while your sidekick character dies are attacking, they get plus two attack. Yeah. Um, and then if you control two or more sidekick character dice, you may field Batman for free, which wasn't so good. But those first two... Uh, definitely saw a lot of play, yeah, hundred um, percent. Well, then on the on the flip side of that, I don't. I've, I've now I've opened the team builder. I'm like, oh wait, hang on a minute, um, because uh, I don't think I've ever played a Harley's hyena. No, I read them. I know you haven't read them because they've got. I like, know, yeah, hundred percent. That's like a bible there. Um, yeah. Oh, relaxing target lock. Yeah, I had a couple of handy. Um, oh, target lock was a very underrated basic action card. Not by me though. Yeah, the dead shots are a bit disappointing. The two two high cost. Yeah, and the Catwoman's. Uh, all right, I'm going to say on the grounds of the number, of, like proportionally as a team pack with the number of cards that are in it in total. I think it would be fair, especially when we consider how we've considered other team packs, independent team packs. That good would be the right place for this one. That's where I'd put it. Yeah. What yeah. Other team packs like uh, yeah, maximum carnage. Defenders, yeah, in the in that sense of proportionality and playability, I'm gonna I'm gonna say good. I agree. Cool. All right, very good. Cool. Smashing through. What's next on the list, please, Mister England? I'm gonna leave the team builder open this time. It's a good idea. Uh, so the next up to discuss is uh, Justice campaign box, uh, and that is coupled with Doom Patrol and the Mystics team packs. Yeah. Okay. I I have a temptation right now hmm. to lean towards I'm going again first instinctual reaction but I'm not tied to this I'm going to start at great great yeah uh and my uh my, my um you know my my justification for that <laughs> see what I did there hmm. uh Atlantis fair very good card yeah, the, there was definitely some good Batmans, especially in single affiliation. I started using uh, the Cyclopsy style one um, that gave the fielding discount and the stat bump. So I felt it was nice for giving them a little bit of a bump. The Awaken Atom. Clayface. Oh, of There's course, Clayface. Clayface. Yeah, absolutely. I used Doom Lance loads. One of my favourite cards of all time. Uh, which is the Aquaman. Yes, the life game one. Yep. Uh, let me read this out to you. Because I, I like, there's a number of reasons why I like this card. One of them is it's a bit different than what we've seen before. The ability is when he's active, when a character die on a character face moves from your reserve pool to your use pile at the end of your main step, gain two life. Uh, now, we've not seen anything really trigger. Let, let me know if I'm wrong. Trigger when you know a character doesn't get fielded and goes into your... Uh, use pile so um that in itself is just 
kind of you know tickled my taste buds because it's it's different you know they're looking at it at a different angle um also you know won the uh, uk national champion 2022 with it um unofficial <laughs> Uh, so uh, you know, all good. Uh, so that yeah, there is like a lot of cars in there. There's a lot of cars that I've never really looked at as well, though. Well, I, I'm just thinking back to the teams like that I built at the time, and I think yeah. you played around with a few of these. I definitely uh, Yellow Lantern Ring, Riddler, uh, the Poison Ivy, Criminal because of love. Uh, I, I had a little go and trying to do some stuff with the Phantom Stranger. Is this the one with Hawk Girl in it? Oh, I tell you what, we're missing from this set: Green Lantern Human. Yeah, Parasite. Yeah, Maxwell there was Jensen. loads. Of, Parasite was around loads at the time. You're right. Um, so sure lots all going the boys on. Poison Ivies in this set was just just as strong as the ones from Harley Quinn as well. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. I'm scrolling down, scrolling down. Uh, Poison Ivy, Criminal Cause of Love, Let Spring Come. Uh, oh yeah, one of them had that janky global on the on a uh, a new leaf. Pay two masks. Once put on your turn, you may remove a die on any card from the game. You may not remove the last die on the card. That was that was like nasty. Uh, you used Power Almighty Ramp like a maniac. Oh while I'm in the peas. God, yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, I think the enthusiasm and the amount of cards that we just rattled out, you bang on. Yeah, it's strike. We played around. Uh, with, it was it wasn't meta changing, but we had a lot of fun messing about with it. Yeah, yeah. A few more mystics for mystics teams for the casual players. Yeah. I think it's great. Cool. Right, yeah, easy. Next one, another team pack. This is this is the well into the the era of the campaign box and team pack do doubles. Um I quite like this setup for it, I have to say. Obviously it wasn't um well loved because they changed it again. Um and the team packs were a bit annoying for what we've mentioned previously that you, you couldn't really build a team out you also need to buy two which i know is a ccg thing um but anyway uh, we're talking about the warhammer oh, battle yeah. for ultramar uh mm. coupled with the space wolves team pack and the orcs wow. team pack <laughs> um where do we start with this right well first instinct places it at good but again i'm movable on it i can definitely name cards that i played with a lot from this set so there was the fetid bloat drone that I like, the deadly fetid bloat drone. Um, yeah, there was. Which is putrid explosion, which we had a good laugh about. Possibly the greatest card from the set being the venerable dreadnought with giving everything range. I can't oh, think yes. of anything <laughs> that really tops that as the uh, the, the meta card. Um, you had the, the grey hunter or space wolf terminator one that did a solid job i think he reduced damage or he, he was a bit of a a rock as a defense that we banged around with quite a bit yeah um it was the first time we had the global that discounted fielding costs wasn't it what was i can't remember who that was on robout gulliman oh yeah that's the one so that was quite good yeah brought range into the game um, I use seething corruption quite a bit. The basic action. You could definitely use the cards from the different uh, factions of Warhammer to to build teams. That would do a job. They had your your different stages. So you had your you know your two your three costs, and as well as your your big kind of six cost characters and and the fillers in between. 
So it was a bit better thought out than other attempts at doing, you know, single faction or single affiliation. Um, yeah, I think if I think if the IP had had more life in the game, then we would perhaps now be looking back on it more fondly. Um, you know, if there'd been further orcs to flesh out orc teams and things, yeah. or um, so that, that may be a contributing factor. I, I definitely find. Uh, or found, I should say, at the time when I was team building, I'd look at a card and think, well, that's possibly an interesting addition. But then it would just get muscled out for something else. Um, and I'm thinking about stuff like, um, uh, I'm trying to recall now, like Plague Marines and things like messing around with Plague Marines. Yeah. And, um, just didn't quite... had a, yeah. There's that janky thing where you can get infinite death or something with knocking it out and making it come back and giving you a buff. Uh, well, now that you said that out loud, I'm, I'm sure our man Barton will be leaping on to give you the full blow-by-blow account of how that team works. Cool. Uh, I used to like messing around with that Gazgul Thracker as well. What did he do? Uh, he was... Was it Gazgul Thracker? No, it wasn't Gazgul Thracker. It was one of the big, really high-cost ones. Hold on. Let me do a search by cost. It might have been Gaskell Thracker. Hmm. When Gaskell Thracker uses range, no, that wasn't it. When Gaskell Thracker is active once per turn, when you could use a global ability, you may KO a character die you control. If you do, deal one damage to target opponent. Was it that one? Hmm. I'll tell you, uh, my man Mike down at Element Games used to play with that big stomper quite a lot. Yes. Yeah, I remember you saying the... Um, uh, it was the was big mechs. When fielded, KO target opposing character die and return it to its card. That character cannot be purchased next time, next turn. Yeah. And that was a big old fat nine cost. He used to ramp up to it. I can't remember how he did it, but he had a right janky way of ramping up to it. Um, and he would just really, really do my head in with that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> just sending his stuff back to the card. Um, ca- you know, casual team down at the local kind of thing, but it was interesting. Yeah, I just don't feel like I can quite put it in great. I feel like it was interesting, had some fun stuff, definitely yeah. played around with it, but I just don't feel like it lives with me as much as others did. No, you're right. I mean, I, I was very excited with the IP being previously, you know, very um, into kind of Warhammer and Games Workshop stuff. So I remember the IP very much tickling, uh, tickling me, but it's. Um, yeah, it would have been nice to have seen the other campaign boxes which they had planned, and I'm sure we'll never find out what actually went on there. But we even saw the uh, the, the mock-up images of the the boxes and some of the cards. So uh, disappointing because that would have brought in the the Eldar, the Space Elves, and and some more yeah. different versions of, uh, of Space Marines into the mix. Uh, but um, wasn't to we be. Can only, it kind of we can only judge it by yeah what's out there. Yeah, farted away, didn't it? Uh, yeah. But yeah, good. Um, and a good time, right? So, moving on, uh, sure, yeah, bring it on to the next campaign box and dual team pack release. Uh, and this is for X Men Forever, uh, coupled with X Force and Dark X Men. Is that right? That's right, yeah, cool. Yeah, my, my knowledge of the team packs makes me think that I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to be as fond of this one, but I'm sure there's cards in there that uh, yeah uh, that I'll remember. I know that the, the the actual campaign box was full to the brim 
of uh, beautiful Marvel X-Men goodness. Um, none so less than uh, pluripotent echopraxia. Yeah, um, I was going to say that. I mean, the hope is obviously the, I would argue, the standout card. Yeah. Definitely. Um, but lots going on in here. Uh, Iceman. The win, uh, you know, was a very popular win condition. Uh, Iceman right on schedule. Um, when Iceman takes damage during the attack step, he deals two damage to target opponent. Um, featured very heavily at the European Championship that I participated in. There is a Deadpool that's been quite popular. Let me. Uh, oh yeah, when he's blocked, he does something. He, uh, plus three attack and gets overcrushed, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, but then he had that global, that cheeky global that you used to use when you played him, where you could uh, pay a fist and deal two damage. And so there was more overcrush damage going through. Of course. Yeah. I like that. Uh, Energized Domino was the thing a lot of people played around with. Yeah. I, what, what, remind me what she's done whilst I'm trying to find the team packs. Uh, the, uh... So she had Energize, and uh, when she landed on, uh, obviously Energize, when she landed on double energy, she uh, dealt one damage to the target opponent, but then she rolled again, didn't she? Yes, that was it. So that was quite quite nice. Uh, a couple of Danny Moonstars. Of course, Empathic Illusion Casting is the very popular one. Empathic Illusion Casting. Yeah, so that's the one. Uh, when she's blocked, you, you have to re-roll the, uh, the, the blocking character, don't you? Um, and it goes to the use pile and deals two damage if it rolls on energy. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, so that was quite good. But there was another actually half-decent uh, Danny Moonstar, which, uh, again, hang on one sec, let me... Uh, uh, yeah, Special Arrows. When Danny Moonstar is active, at the beginning of each of your opponent's turns, name a non-sidekick die. If that opponent draws one or more copies of that die, deal one damage to the opponent. Yeah, was it was quite... a bit more specific, wasn't it? But I think at the time, we, were, we weren't pulling a lot of dice. It makes me think that maybe the ramp wasn't quite there, so you kind of knew what was coming. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, there, I'm just trying to think what else. The fast and call out Black Tom Cassidy definitely used him. There was the mastermind that takes no damage during combat, which, uh, like Ugh. Poison Ivy Red, I used a great deal to counter Andy's overcrush. Yeah, he did repeatedly <clears throat> all the time. Yeah, obviously, loads of great X Men stuff that just worked really well in um, single affiliation X Men. So there was that cable. Uh, not Cable, sorry, Cyclops that discounted and gave a stat bump, which was nice, especially if you copied him with uh, Hope Summers, which was pretty decent. Mm. Um, I like that Sage that made your opponent's characters one more to field. Uh, quite a lot of control in this. No wonder you're reading out more than I am. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, Sunspot, there was the Sunspot that protected X-Men character dice. Yeah, it's a solid, solid set. The hope I remember being the one that I, you know, reached for um, the most or saw opposite me. And it's again, it's it's a good card and it does something different. Again, it's like copying and being cheap, and then you can do things with all the old sets and the new stuff. And um, that Rachel Summers shenanigans was a interesting yeah. thing. Um, yeah, so what we're we saying, good. Yeah, good. I think it's, it's it didn't it's not higher, enough for great. It's definitely higher echelons of good. <clears throat> yeah, I just don't think um, uh, for all those cards I've just named, there's loads of cards that I'm just skimming through the list now, like going, oh blimey, I never never even touched that. I mean, did anyone really do anything with corrupt? 
you know what I mean? Nah. Never, never played a Donald Pierce. You know what I mean? Never really bothered with Phantom X. Well, there was one that I tinkered with. Yeah, the Jean Greys with their massive fielding costs. There's, yeah, there's just too much on the opposite side, isn't there? Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. All right, excellent. Let's keep going. Right. Uh, another campaign box and uh, supporting team packs. This time, we have got Trouble oh, in Waterdeep be... with Dungeons yeah. and Dragons, uh, along with Zentarum. Uh, yeah. And Adventures in Waterdeep. Adventures in Waterdeep. I think that's what it was, wasn't it? AIW. Yeah, I know. Something like that. So, yeah. Um, okay. Um, right. Right. Okay. First up. Godcatcher is the first thing we've got to, you know. God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Godcatcher. Ridiculous card. Uh, I quite like kind of what they did with it. In regards to, is this when they brought in? Tra- no, they didn't bring in traps, but no, traps have been around for a while. It, but yeah, but this took traps to like a whole other level. level. So, Godcatcher, I'm sure you know it, but uh, it's a trap. It triggers when your opponent. Oh, which one is it? Uh, no, uh, the one that is, when, was you when you use, use an action, action die. die, and obviously it, it is as in itself an action die. So if you buy two, and it's only a three cost, and the effect is that you field a ten ten god catcher token um, with the ability when the god catcher attacks target character die, you must block this turn. Ten ten, we've not seen that before. These are crazy numbers for the three cost. What are they doing? Yeah. Um, and the trigger wasn't even that difficult, was it? No, so, you know. Not, not in a world where you one. had pings and throwing bricks hanging around. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. Big card. Um, meta-defining card for, well, before before the next release, anyway. Um, what else have you got to, like, support it? Uh, the one uh, that comes Gazer to my mind. Was is, another yeah, big card in this set. Gazer, the um, Intimidate. Wasn't it? It was Intimidate. Um, yeah. Two cost intimidator uh, on a character die with one or less experience tokens. Oh, that's right. Yeah, there was. I, I was about to say there was. I felt like there was a catch to it, but the catch was meaningless. That yeah. was it. Yeah, <laughs> inconstructed. Um, you, you know, you weren't going to see an experience token, so it just basically was a free uh, intimidate. Well, not free. You know, two cost repeating intimidating. Um, I don't. Uh, it was always really good. I remember before it released, I thought this was going to be the, you know, the one completely broken that's just going to like ruin the game. Uh, it didn't quite get up to that level, but um, no. it certainly was solid. No, well, it was at a time where I think what's interesting about this, like Gazer, I think would be quite significant now because it, at that time gazer with his intimidate came along and it's strong a low cost intimidate like that is a strong card but because intimidate only removes things on your go um it wasn't around at a time like now with lilandra's wonder woman's um you know all, all the stuff yeah. that people put out and impact you on your go you know they just passively impact you on your turn a, a gazer would be awesome yeah so uh, what you've um you know, you've draxed my win condition. No, I'll just gazer it off so I can get it bought or fielded, you know. Um, or Typhoid Mary was has obviously brought back the street game text or those control cards I've just mentioned. So I feel like Gazer 
didn't have its moment because it was in it was in the it wasn't in a meta that it was right for. It's before its time. Yeah, absolutely. Too late and then too early uh, in a way, you know. So, but I still think it's a strong card for sure. Uh, while yeah. while we're on the like weird D and D creatures, uh, there's a couple uh, intellect devourer. Yeah, that that was one of my favourites. Yeah, for the global specifically, I think you know it was obviously the. Well, it was a global, but it always it also had like a cool game text as well, which made it not as completely useless. So you had your intellect devourer, which is your energy fixer, but you could choose any energy. So you just choose a question mark. But you could also field it, and it meant that every time your opponent spends a question mark, they take a damage. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So it was also one, uh, you know, not only were you getting the global use, but, you know, if times were hard and you needed something, uh, you could throw him out just to cause some, you know, pain. Sure. I can't disagree with that. And then the other weird uh, alien thing, or well, it's not an alien thing, monstery thing, was uh, I liked the uh, Grells. They were all very strong. You had the Deadly one. I know that I used that quite a bit. Um, yeah. The... Nice, low-cost Deadly. Um, and then the one when you KO'd it, you could um, draw two dice and nice. put one in your bag and one in your use pile. So it was a great churn mechanic. Uh, and while I'm on the subject of KOing, at that time, this was the set that brought back KO Global in the yes. um, Nihilor. Was it Nihilor? Yeah. 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 I can't remember the game text on the Nihilor, but uh, I remember the Global, which was a KO Global, um, which obviously now we got Dark Phoenix, but at the time. Uh, and then uh, what was the Beholder dude with the fish? Oh, yeah. Uh, he was had the global, didn't he? What was his name? The fish was Silgar. Silgar, that's right, yeah. The one-cost fish that um, I used loads. Uh, and he was called... Oh, God, we must have said his name about five million times when we were doing the uh, global. Xanathar. Xanathar, that's right. Uh, yeah. Pay one once per turn. You may prep an NPC from your use pile, so it wasn't on your turn. So you could constantly be Xanthiring something over uh, every turn. It was good. Yeah, uh, and then you had all your like your like little uh, player characters. Uh, so you used that Volo with a tune all the time. I did. Yeah. Uh, and then I used Jopper a lot, which was in in the same vein as uh, Poison Ivy and Mastermind. He didn't take uh, damage when he blocked. I think Jopper's game set said um, they had that new Spark stuff and Obscure stuff that was kind of fun. There was some interesting uh, infiltrate thing. What was the uh, was it the Drow Mercenary? Yeah, the Drow Mercenary. Yeah, going through those nice. some really good ones. I'm really Drow. Yeah, Drow Mercenary used loads. Yeah, and the Black Viper had a little go with the Black Viper. Manshoon. Yeah. Oh. Used to use him all the time. Yeah, Manshoon. He was fun. I like Manshoon. What was he? Yeah, he did like you... a blanket thing, didn't he? Yeah, whilst Manshoon's active, when you use a basic action die, deal one damage to all opposing character dice. Yeah, that's the one I used to use with the Seething Corruption. Yeah, so you'd knock out everything. Yeah. Um, and then uh, used to do like uh, like massive unblockable Kua Toas and um, the... Um, uh, the stabby stabby assassin dude. <laughs> See, I'm <laughs> stabby stabby assassin dude. I am 
I am literally scrolling through the team builder to try and find it, but because the names are so D and D specific, and I don't know anything about D and D, I can't actually track down the card. I mean, I found it. Drow Mercenary, obscure. When you use an action die, this character is unblockable till the end of the turn. Yeah, you had uh, that and the brawling chain miner that you uh, you used quite a bit as well. Or maybe uh, that's for I, a D and D campaign. That was for the, yeah. So yeah. that's the other thing is I use quite a lot of the cards in here for the Dungeons and Dragons like campaign format that we played uh istrid horn um, oh god yeah that was used loads wasn't it yeah uh, which was the global ability counselor which was popular to god, stop static there's fields. a lot of good cards more good cards than not good cards yeah and there was some fun casual stuff as well like that dude that made made a little floaty head thing of his own <laughs> <laughs> And um, a couple of good basic actions that were kind of interesting. Oh, uh, Yawning Portal as well. This had the Yawning Portal. Oh, God, yeah. It. One of the um, well-used cards. Actions. Yeah, yeah. All right. I All think right. I think I can give it great, you know. I think I was thinking good, but after all of that, definitely I think it needs to go to great. Yeah, it got overshadowed a bit, I think, is the problem with that. We ended up moving on from it quite quickly for some reason. I can't remember. Did they get rotated out a bit too before its time? I think I don't think the campaign box lasted that long um, in modern rotation. Um, there's also a card from the next set that kind of overshadowed every other card. Oh, ever. okay. Is it? Are we about to go Becky Lynch? Are we into the WWE? That's the next one. Yep. So it is yep. WWE campaign box. That's a very random t- IP. Uh, yes, it is. Um, with uh, the tag teams and the brr team packs. <laughs> what? <laughs> it was tag team team pack and the. Uh, I've got BR here. BR? It was. Um... No, it was... Um... Bitter Rivals, that's what it was. Bitter Rivals team pack Bitter and the tag teams team yeah. pack. Yeah, as much as it pains me to say it, we're, we're definitely floating around good, great territory here. Really? Yeah, so uh, I'm just going to go alphabetically down the list and you tell me how many of these you've put on the table at one time or another or seen used on the table at one time or another. All right. Uh, Macho Man Randy Savage. I've definitely seen a Macho Man yeah. Randy Savage on the table. Um, AJ Styles, no, not so much him. No. Asuka, yeah, oh god, yeah, Becky Lynch, no, no. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, uh, Big E, there was a Big E, yeah. um, any combat damage to take that is more than two reduced to two. Bobby Heenan, yep, yep, uh, the weasel specifically when fielded until the end of the turn for each die your opponent assigns to block, they lose one life. Uh, Booker T, ringside announcer, yeah, Charlotte Flair. While Charlotte Flair is active, your opponent, your sidekicks get plus one, plus one. When Charlotte Flair is active, when an opposing sidekick is fielded, she deals one damage to your opponent. Eddie Guerrero. Oh, God, yeah, we use that a lot. Okay. Yeah. Jerry Lawler. Yeah. Uh, John Cena. Now, I think uh, this guy, uh, it was a bit of a pain because of the fielding cost, but there was a half-decent John Cena, the Senation leader. Uh, intimidate when John Cena is active your superstar dice cannot be targeted by intimidate so he, he intimidated but then prevented intimidate being used mm. back and I actually managed to use him a few times quite successfully uh, the Kevin Owens show that basic action where you can swap a die for something that costs up to two more yeah yeah loads actually looking through yeah it. Lita was one that people played around yeah. with Mankind Page Manager the basic action 
Yeah, Rick uh, Flair, player, global. Man. Let alone yeah. the Rick Flair that Rick has Flair. deadly, but you could KO another one that didn't attack. Yep. Uh, the Intimidate Rock I've seen used to great effect. Yeah. Uh, you may use Intimidate twice when you field the rock. Sasha Banks for the uh, for the ramp that she provided. Yeah, she, she was, was good. I used the one that reduced the fielding cost quite a lot. Um, there was a Seth Rollins that I feel like was used quite a bit. Which one was that? Hey, Stu, if you're listening, was Seth Rollins the one you used to do your tag out shenanigans with? I can't remember. Um, you know, and even on the, uh, like, Laurier, I saw Laurier use uh, the Triple H, which is basically the Drax. Great, it is. Can't can't complain with those. With that, that is a... Um, well, yeah, exactly. And that's just, the, quality. that's just the stronger stuff. Even, you know, casually, I definitely saw loads of people playing around with stuff just like for dumb casual teams that they that various cards fit into. Cool. So, well, yeah. in great it is. We've got a, a big, a big selection of greats, um, which is good. Let's move on. Right. Well, that brings us to the end of the um, campaign box era, doesn't it? Now it does. Sad time for uh, us non-draft collectors. Um, yeah. We're into new, new modern now. We are, and on to uh, draft Infinity pack wallet. bricks. Yes, yes, countertop displays. And the start mm. of COVID. <laughs> <laughs> That's also true, yeah. <laughs> and the start of a very long drought for Dice mm. Masters fans. But before that drought, we had Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. Mm. Now, it are... I never liked it. You never liked it? No. It's got a lot going for it. I know. It's certainly not horrifically bad. There's something about it that I never quite I never quite liked. Don't you know need to try is. and articulate that, my man. Why can I not just blatantly just say I don't like it and then we can move well, on? Uh, normally in life you can, but uh in a <laughs> In in the world of podcast content, <laughs> yeah. would be a little bit boring. Um, yeah, so there's, I can't think of an amazing standout card like we've said. What have we said? Becky Lynch. We've said uh, Clayface. We've said Hope Summers. We've said I can Venerable Dreadnought. Are you going to say the Super Red Thor? I wasn't actually. But oh, okay. You can add that to the list. I was going to say Black Widow. Widow's Hunt. Was it really and that good? Spider-Man. Spider-Man, very strong. Drax as well, very strong. Yep. Um, some good stuff going on on that front. But yeah, Super Rare Thor, I would say, would be the like the memorable win condition. This is the set with Typhoid Mary in it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Which so. is but the Typhoid Mary was just basically a crap shriek. Well, that's that's true, but you have to judge it by the standards and the meta that it existed in, don't you, really, I suppose? Yeah, I mean, you're right. Um, I played around with that She-Hulk, the one that let me uh, feel the character at the beginning of the turn. Yeah, that. I mean, that when that worked, that was incredibly irritating. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome fun. Um, Pip the Troll. Um, some fun yeah, that, was, a, like, that was one at the wrong time. Pip the Troll was... Pit the Troll was basically Oracle, but when we weren't reliant on globals anywhere near as much as we were then, so it just, although it was the 
pretty much the same thing. It wasn't as exciting. No, but you got the Wenfielded one as well that does the double spin down. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Uh, you had the cheap Miss Marvel, uh, New Jersey native. Uh, the Awakened Nebula, the rare nebula that uh, was like the Atom from Justice. Yeah. The yeah. collector with the uh, sidekick maker taken over yes. from Professor X. Yep, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I've seen, I've seen stuff on the table from this set, although arguably not as much as, say, uh, Dark Phoenix, Kryptonite Crisis, etc. Well, I don't know, actually. Maybe not. Uh, and there was some fun stuff to play around with, like uh, mess around with Corvus Glaive, mess around with Black Swan, you know. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely good cards within the set. Um, again, there's a lot of stuff that I don't think we've touched. Oh, that Nebula was good, wasn't it? Uh, yes, yeah. Um, there was, uh, what's that one that uh, Collector Rob plays? Oh, um, Adam Warlock. Yeah, uh, which was a bit janky. Uh, where he could uh, um, move things to his dice, uh, to his card, and hold them. Was that that one in this set? I think it was. I'm looking now. Yeah, Soul Gem. Uh, when Adam Warlock is KO'd by combat damage, move target character die to his card. When fielded, return all character dice to the card from the field zone. So you could like steal something and just hold it forever. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you were so inclined. But yeah, I get what you're saying. I think uh, it's not quite. While it's got stand-up cards, I still instinctually feel like it's good. Yeah, me too. There's just not got the same kind of overall quality that some of the, the things we've just discussed in, uh, you know, when you've had a look through the cards of WWE and Traveling Waterdeep uh, hasn't got the same. So, yeah, good. Good it is. IG right. is G. So that must now take us to the long winter. <laughs> <laughs> Baron times. Yeah, and we're into uh, Dark Phoenix now, is it? That's right, yeah. Uh, after a long, long, long wait, Dark Phoenix saga uh, appears off our shores, and then after another long, long wait, it hit our shores. And, um, and yeah, and it, it, Dark Phoenix saga has got the nostalgia vibes in abundance. Uh, drawing from some of the stuff we've spoken about a couple of, well, a couple of uh, uh, episodes ago, going back to the likes of AVX and Yu-Gi-Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. really kind of drawing on the uh, the, the nostalgia vibes of, of us uh, long-standing players, uh, as well as introducing them uh, and the mechanics to new players who wouldn't have been able to get their hands on a AVX brick um, from you know, nearly 10 years ago. Uh, so it does a good job there as well. Uh, my initial thoughts okay, would be Lay to put it into great. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, okay. What about you? I'm not sure. You're not sure? Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I can definitely name loads of stuff off the top of my head. Um Colossus Piotr, Dark Phoenix Global. I like. I played around with the Founder stuff a little bit. Um, there's some good Lilandra stuff going on. Mm. Both the um, uh, the Jinzo one and the low cost one that you double up with the Gladiator. 
I like the loyalty token stuff. Some of the really good cards are super rares, which is annoying. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, the master mold is a yeah. That's the 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 big boy of the set, card. isn't it? But then you've yeah. also got um, you know, the human torch reprint that is um, super fun Jubilee. as well. Yeah, I like the I like the Brotherhood of Evil Mutant stuff, like Mystique and Magneto. Um, but it wasn't. It's not quite together. It's not quite come together. But I do like it. Uh, gives good um, access to the um, Blue Eyes Global for Dark Phoenix Global uh, to KO something and get the next car for two cheaper. Um, letting new players and older players that didn't manage to pull one of those beasts from a Yu-Gi-Oh pack. Uh, I'm sure Andy May's got about eight. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, I like the fact that they brought it in on all rarity, so you were definitely going to get uh, to play with that, which is nice. Um, yeah, yeah. All the Mr. Sinister Globals. Uh, there was a Force Attack Global in here as well, which is you know a classic utility yeah. piece. Bernie Eyes. Bernie Eyes. That's Vulcan. It. That's it, yeah, Bernie Eyes. Yeah. Um, Mystique, which is a bit like the um, Black Widow agent. Yeah, yeah, I like that one, although she triggered when you fielded a um, it's team watch, isn't it? When you field a matching affiliated character, so she was—I feel like she was a bit better in it. Well, better but worse, like situational. Um, yeah, all right. Let's put it in great. Cool. There's something about that decision that doesn't sit right with me. And do you know what it, it is? When I reviewed the set, I criticised it a little bit for the reprints. You know, and I've said to yeah, you, you before. Did. Yeah, I felt like the evolution of the game into the like spaces like Founder and Loyalty Tokens wasn't enough of an evolution um, in the same set where they just kind of, right, here's your Doom Caliber Knight Global again. Here's your Blue Eyes White Dragon Global again. Oh, Colossus Piotr, but we'll knock a cost off him. You know what I mean? I just felt like it was a little bit too much reprinty, like... Uh, I understand. I totally understand that argument. Well, you know, there's players who've never given these game techs a go in their life, and this has given them access to it. I totally understand that argument. But for someone who's been around the game as long as I have, I'm like, oh, come on, it's it's a bit. There's like a bit of a pedestrian feeling. Yeah, there, there wasn't any anything particularly new, um, you know, be it good or bad. Uh, the the God Catcher was, you know, new. The you know the the. Becky Lynch, albeit broken, you know, was new. Uh, we've spoken about different mechanics like um, Clayface. Yeah, Clayface is a very good example and things that change how the game works. This is very much a reprint of stuff that had done it in the past, which is fine, but you'd have hoped that there might be something, you know, a nugget of fresh idea coming in for um, for, for some of the, the older players. But uh, nevertheless... It's great. Get in touch, folks, and let me know whether uh, the draft Deadpool has made much of a difference to your drafting. I'd be curious. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, but there's, I can't deny there's good playability in that stuff. You know, the yeah. classic classics for a reason, aren't they? Um, so I can't fault it on that front. Uh, something did just jump into my head then. I can't remember what it was. Oh, Deken, of course, was a big part of the um, last year's World Championship team. Yeah, it was control yeah. piece. Yeah. 
Uh, we've got stuff like Deathbird in there. So there is some new wind conditions and things. I don't know. There's just something about... It is great. It should be in the great row, but there's something about that decision that doesn't fully sit right with me, and I can't put my finger on it entirely, but I think it may be the repeat game text. I think it is. Right, I'm going to let you take the lead on the next one. Superman Kryptonite Crisis, or SCC, as I've put it. Right, okay. <laughs> um, my first instinctual reaction is to place it in good. Okay, yep. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's, that's what I'm thinking. Um, just in good, to be fair. I'm, I'm not a fan. Yeah, I feel like there's some interesting ideas, and there is some useful stuff. I mean, again, if you judge it by... Uh, the same standards it's got some good utility globals in there so you've got um you know there's prep globals it's force attack globals is there a force block in this one i can't remember you've got jimmy olsen and robin for your um fielding cost discounts so you've got some stuff going on there you've got characters like supergirl and orion like cheap beat sticks there's you know, there's an interesting Batman, the Red Batman. Yeah, the Batmans are, are decent. They've got the good global on them as well to yeah. may field up to two sidekicks. Yeah, so there's stuff going on. There's some interesting janky ideas with um, like the Harley Quinn that awarded sidekicks uh, or you know gifted sidekicks a when fielded ability, which I thought was interesting. There's uh, oh, um, anti monitor Mobius the. KO one, you KO your own stuff and KO other bits. There was beefy win conditions. Um, yeah, that super weird uh, Mary Shazam. Yeah, Mary Shazam, that's the one I was thinking of, thanks. I couldn't remember the name for a bit there. Um, so there's, yeah, there's stuff going on. Yeah. There's stuff going on. Oh, Monshaw Mallor I thought was interesting. I've used that Wally West. Wonder Woman is superb. I was very oh, happy yeah. to get her. Super Rare Wonder Woman's good. But I don't know. I just don't feel like it's right to put it in great. No. There's a lot of fillers, I feel. Yeah, and I don't feel it like it's as cohesive as some of the sets we've mentioned. No. Some of the artwork's a bit shaky. So we're we saying good? Yeah. That, that I mean, I'm putting it in good, but... Um, yeah, it's open to debate as far as listeners are concerned. Yeah, it's it's on a the lower end of good. Mm, I think it's more middle to high, but that's fine. I mean, we're just sticking good. Sound right. Yeah, and then we get to the last set, the most recent set, hailed for its brand new design, fresh look, uh, and uh, and other stuff. Uh, it's Secret Wars. <laughs> Yeah, interesting this one. I mean, I think uh, because the way our lives have been over the last couple of months, I don't feel like you and I have necessarily engaged with this as much as we would have normally um, when when a new set is released. Because there is definitely some interesting stuff in it. I I like the redesign. I I think it looks pretty good. I'm I'm happy with it, happy with the artwork choices and stuff, so I think it's definitely got the the table presence. Still not much of an evolution, nothing really like super new and exciting but in terms of your stalwarts again you've got uh force blocks globals force attack globals prep globals um you know uh pay a bolt give plus one um attack and all that kind of you know kind of classic solid stuff so the global selection is decent i think yeah um 
you got some nice bits in it. Spider Gwen that comes with yeah. the. Oh, I suppose we should mention also comes with the uh, uh, the the ability or, to have sidekick pack. dice with origin packs. Yeah. yeah. So you, if you know if you've um, been trying to play the game and you started at Infinity Gauntlet. Uh, and you couldn't find anything further back, you'd be struggling to actually play the game because you wouldn't have had any sidekick dice to play it. So that's always a bonus. But yeah, I mean, if I'm honest, I'm thinking bang average, but I don't know if that's because, no, as you said... No, I, I think that's too low. Do you? I think that's too low. Yeah, I do. I think we've just not played with the set enough no. because if we think about... Uh, so what's... Let me... What what could we have played with that we've not really given much table time? Um, Fantastic Four, uh, Black Panther win condition. Or what's the one? Uh, Namor. When, while Namor is active, your opponent must pay three life to declare blockers. I, I think there's stuff in here that we've we've not we've just not, not explored. Um, and I think bang average would be too harsh. Uh, there's the Black Panther that you were playing around with that re-rolls dice. You've got the Terax that KOs dice. Um, there's single affiliation stuff that we not really messed around with, like Fantastic Four and the Thor Core and the Spider Friends. Um, I think I think there's more under the skin of this than you or I are actually. You know. So we're thinking good. Yeah, I'm not entirely convinced it's great, but we might do in the future. Yeah, okay. I'd like a bit of small print on that to revisit, possibly. I'm going to put a little asterisk next to it. Oh right, to indicate that, yeah, because we've been. Um, you know, we made no secret of it. Like real life has been getting in the way of our nerd life a great deal of late. Yeah. Well, there we go. And then that. Oh, it's got. Uh, sorry, it. before we move on, Franklin's Galactus. Let's not forget the first card before dice. Fair. Yeah. That is a, a, an innovative new feature, and the first yeah. dice to not have a symbol on it. <laughs> yes, indeed. Well, in fact, those invisible women's are all broadly quite good in in their you know in their own build. Yeah, I think there's more to this one than meets the eye. Let's put it in good for now, but I reserve the right to uh, upgrade it to great. Cool. All right, so what's the lay of the land look like then? So we have uh, the majority of sets um, are are sitting in the good pile. Um, uh, so good. we have got, uh, sorry, great. So we oh, have right. a lot of greats here. We've got AVX, we've got Battle for Ferron, we've got Feron Under Siege, we've got World's Finest, both Turtles for some reason, uh, Batman. We've got the Superman Wonder Woman starter set. We've got the Spider-Man Maximum Carnage team pack. Uh, we've got the Golden Age of uh, Dice Masters with Guardians of the Galaxy, X-Men First Class, Tomb of Annihilation, and the Mighty Thor. Uh, and we have uh, three out of the uh, six um, campaign box uh, and team pack kind of combos uh, with Justice, Tomb, uh, Trouble in Waterdeep, uh, and WWE, as well as the most recent, one of the most recent sets of Dark Phoenix Saga. In the goods, we have a, a smaller selection. We've got Yu-Gi-Oh, Justice League, Age of Ultron, War of Light, Civil War, Green Arrow and the Flash, Harley Quinn Team Pack. We've got the campaign boxes for Warhammer and the uh, X-Men Forever, uh, as well as uh, Infinity Gauntlet, Superman Kryptonite Crisis and Secret Wars with that all-important asterisk. When it comes to bang average, we're looking at uh, Uncanny X-Men, Deadpool, and uh, Avengers Infinity campaign box, and then the poor, the poor, 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 Amazing Spider-Man, Defenders team pack, Iron Man and War Machine starter, and 
What's DS? Where have I gone with it? Where's that come from? Um, what, what's DS? What is DS? What is DS? <laughs> oh, oh, you were asking. I thought you were laughing at me because I didn't know. <laughs> Doctor Strange team pack. Doctor Strange. Yeah, of course it is. Uh, so good, we even forgot it existed um, uh, in the poor category. And, and there we have our completed S tier three episode monster session. Yeah, that's been a long segment this time around as well, but we're done. We're finally done. done. Uh, right. I, I wrote down before my holiday my guess for what your goat was going to be and what I felt like I was going to vote the goat for. Did we? Do- oh, yeah. We said we were going to write down the goats for each other, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all right. Well, I'll tell you, my my goat vote, I think I'm going to stick with what I said last episode we did this. I'm having, uh, I would like Green uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. That's way, what you want for the goat. For me, yeah. My guess for you was AVX. Uh, yeah. Now, now in this before we started this, I would have said that for definite. There are a number of super good sets that we've kind of revisited certainly guardians of the galaxy when you know i'd forgotten how many good cards there were in that thing with thor tomb of annihilation x-men first class as well they're all really 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 good sets um however you're right i'm gonna go for avx just because i am that guy (laughs) i knew it (laughs) i knew it It's like Andy gets excited when he reads a card and goes, that's a reprint of an AVX card. I know how to use that. Yeah. <laughs> and I go, oh, man, not another reprint of an AVX card. <laughs> oh, dear. Right, there we go then. Right, we need to get around to publishing this, so I will uh, sort something out with that uh, that fancy-looking one that I promised episodes ago and then never did anything with. Now what I am going to do, though, is I'm going to put the borders on because it bothers me. There you go. Yeah. That's nice. That's nice. Well, there you go, folks. So agree, disagree, let us know. Head on over to our Discord or ping us a message over on Facebook or whatever and let us know your thoughts. Have we been too harsh? Have we been too kind? Um, We'd be eager to know where you sit with our choices. And also, we'll find out in a couple of weeks whether the community um, you know, set face-off that Andy May is running will produce a similar result. Will we see our two favourite sets, Guardians of the Galaxy and AVX, face off against each other in a final concluding battle of a community vote? Who knows? I don't think we will. No, I don't think we will. Was Guardians of the Galaxy going to get knocked out? I can't remember where we were with that. I think it's still in, <laughs> but just by its fingernails. Right, I think okay. AVX is just about hanging in there as well. All right. Okay. Well, maybe not. But there we are. So, uh, yeah, let us know. But we have finally concluded our uh, massive mission of S-tier ranking and discussing all the sets in the game so far. I hope we haven't sent you to sleep, or, you know, if you're trying to put a child to sleep, then you're welcome. Um, let's let's wrap this episode up before it becomes a nightmare editing mission. Well, it's already a nightmare editing mission, but let's, uh, let's bring it to a close now, shall we? Well, there we are then, folks. As all good things must, this episode of the Ministry of Dice has come to an end. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed recording it. And we did. Yeah, epic. It's got a long one. I'm looking at the recording time there, plus the time we did with Andy May. This is going to be another big fat one. Troy's going to be on Discord going, oh, I can't. Oh. I'm going to have to like, take three weeks to listen to that. Oh, well, he listens to us at one and a half speed anyway. <laughs> he does, it's true. He does. <laughs> that's, a, that's a fact. That's a true story. So hopefully you understand what I'm saying right now. 
<laughs> really taking advantage of that new bandwidth. <laughs> oh wait, have you noticed? No technical difficulties. We've done that whole no. thing. No problems yeah. with recording. No cutouts. We are rocking and a rolling. We're back. We're back and better than ever. <laughs> so there we go if you're in the uk don't forget about the uh, southern english open quick reminder 16th september at the dice tower in Basingstoke. Uh, if anybody else has got any other events coming up that they want us to mention then please do get in touch we'll be happy to do so uh, but that's it nothing else to report so uh, please do come back in two weeks time where hopefully we'll have figured out uh, another couple of segments to pleasure your ear holes with but in the we- meantime i've been chris otherwise known online as true mr six and I've been Andy, a.k.a. Ooh, suits you, sir. It most certainly does. Most certainly does. I have a particular sartorial fare. Um, all right, folks. Tarad out. Toodaloo. I found out today um, that the Bolton Reebok Arena, which is a, mm. a famous football ground, yeah, but also a place I've been to see some gigs in my time, has been renamed oh, okay. to to the Tough Sheet Community Stadium. <laughs> the Tough Sheet Community <laughs> Stadium. <laughs> it feels like a plan there's a yeah, there's a Lancashire steel company called Tough Sheet, who've who now sponsor the stadium, <laughs> and I didn't know that. So I mentioned cool. uh, I mentioned to someone else I know today. I was like uh, talking about the Bolton Reebok Arena, and they're like, "Do you mean the Tough Sheet Community Arena?" I'm like, "I'm sorry, what?" <laughs> it's uh, it's one of the best things I've heard ever. <laughs> <laughs>